WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! Listen up, Slapknot. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, this is Trish Stratus. This is the undisputed future of WWE. Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is TNA Superstar EC3. Hey, this is Gail Kim. This is WWE Superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki. And we're the Battle Twins. Yes, this is Broken, not Hardy. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack. And you're listening to the greatest rack. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning... The Rack. I heard y'all wanted to hear a bedtime story. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. In this moment in time right now, this very second, I can truly say that I have the whole damn world in my hands. With your host, they've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my God, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my God, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. I knew you dumb. And this is going to be simply glorious. WildTalkRadio.com, brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, a huge shout out to the folks over at Gerwig.net and FightBooth.com. Thank you so much, you guys, for supporting us, sponsoring to us, sponsoring us. And if you're listening to us over at RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or Gerwig.net, thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is my ever-faithful producer, slash co-host, slash handyman, Sir Rockin'. They're canceling all, of our sh- all the shows. They canceled Timeless, y'all! They canceled Timeless! I'm pissed! You see, this... Okay, I know NBC and ABC and CBS will never hear me on this, but this is why I do not get into your stuff. Because you cancel it after one season. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? You get me into it, you have me fall in love with it, and then you just, you're like, oh yeah, no, sorry, yeah, that's it, it's done. No, I want, I want closure, damn it. Closure. And I don't even get it. Meanwhile, once upon time gets renewed for another season. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, but Jennifer Morrison's leaving. I know. By the way, could y'all have held that off till next week? I mean, you know, okay. So for those of you that don't watch the show, Jennifer Morrison is the main star of 
or one of the main stars, pretty much the main star of Once Upon a Time. Next season, in the, next week is the season finale for the show, where she may or may not die in the season finale, right? So what do they do this week? They announce Jennifer Morrison is leaving Once Upon a Time. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen in the finale. I have no idea. Like, could you have held that just, you know, a week? Just a week. Seriously, a week. You know, seven days. You can announce it Sunday night for all I care after the show's aired, but you could have waited till next Monday to tell us, oh, hey, by the way, the main star is leaving the show. Good times. Good times. I just, I have to get that off my chest because, you know, they're canceling and renewing everything right now. And it's just like, <sighs> killing my stuff, man. They're killing me st- my stuff. I'm not even going to have anything to watch. What am I going to watch? It's like Total Divas is over. Once Upon a Time wraps up next week. Royals aren't back. They canceled Timeless. This is why I pretty much watch HGTV and wrestling and that's it. Because, you know, everything else gets canceled. Everything. Looking at you, NBC. I'm looking at you. No one, no, no one sits and watches YouTube, you know, as a, you know, a 30 minute show. You want a series that you can get through episode after episode. Well, there's some great YouTube channels out there and I watch some of them. Especially youtube.com slash rack radio show. It's an amazing channel. You whore. I know. Um, that doesn't fill the need of a, like a drama or a really good comedy. Something to keep you invested. I've never really gotten into YouTube shows. Honestly. I, I've i never, never gotten into YouTube shows. Like, I finally got a Netflix account late last year because I wanted to watch The Crown and The Gilmore Girls. And so I have Netflix and I watch Netflix quite a bit. I also have HBO Go. But it's like everything I watch is on hiatus right now. Like, everything. And of course, everything, all of them pretty much on Netflix and HBO, and this is the problem with those shows, is they take about a year to film, especially for Game of Thrones and Westworld and everything else, because, you know, they're so they're so detail-oriented on those shows that it's like, you're shooting for six months, and then you have to do all the CGI for it, which I can't imagine. So, that's what kind of sucks about it. Everything's on hiatus right now. And The Undertaker retired. This has been a bad year for me. My stuff's getting canceled, The Undertaker retired, and my stuff got canceled. Anyway! Enough about that, because, you know, I'm just going to sit here and whine, because I can. Because it's my show! We have stuff to talk about tonight! We have news! We have book reviews! Yay! Book reviews! We're going to be talking about the book of lists and the NXT book that came out a little bit ago. We'll let you know about those books and how they are, what we think of them, and then we're also doing your favorites, Tweet of the Week, Smackdown Throwdown, and NXT Rundown. So I say we jump right into the news brought to you by our friends over at Kerbook.net. What do you say? Let's do it! You're, you're, you're leading the way. I'm, I'm just here following along. By the way, at Wild Talk Radio, at Rock Radio Show, at Lynn's Warren on the Twitter. Follow along, social media lies with us. You can also find our ponies and donkeys and stuff on the Twitter, or on the Instagrams, Instagram.com slash Rock Radio Show. Yes. So, we're going to be talking about, you know, well, the biggest story of the week happened last night. Birdie Joe has finally come. That's right, y'all. Brie had the baby Wednesday night, or close to midnight. Tuesday, so Tuesday, Bert- Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. 11- Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. I'm sorry, yes. 11.58 on Tuesday. Yes. So, Bertie, Bertie Joe is finally here. Thank God. Poor Brie. She was having a heck of a time there at the end because they kept trying to get the baby to come and the baby would not come out. Like, she did not want to come out. No, she, so- did. she didn't want to come out to play. So, and ladies, just as a tip, if you're pregnant and you, you're overdue and you want the baby to come out, eat eggplant parmesan. It does magic, I'm told. So, congratulations to Brian and Bree as their firstborn has arrived. 
Also, congratulations to Sarah Lee as her and Wesley Blake's child has arrived. They had a little boy? Little girl? I don't remember. They had a baby. They had a baby. Named Piper. I know the name. I just don't know the, the sex. Uh, Birdie was 8 pounds, 10 ounces, if I remember correctly. Big baby. That's big, big old baby. Baby daughter, Pepper. Or May 1st. Piper. Piper. I said Pepper. You said Pepper. She's not a spice. She could be a spice girl. You never know. Spice Girls are no more. It's not a thing. Why aren't the Spice Girls a thing? Because one of them left. Ginger, Ginger said she was done and she left. And she broke up the band. <sighs> sad, sad day in the world when the Spice Girls broke up. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of women, as we continue on, so congratulations first to Bree and Sarah Lee. Uh, WWE has announced that they will be filming the women's tournament this July on the 13th and 14th. And I believe it's going to be a full sale. That is the plan to do it in Full Sail University on July 13th and 14th, and they're going to do something different. Unlike the Cruiserweight Classic, which was a weekly series, the plan, the plan, we know how the, the plans work, um, that they're going to put it up as a complete on-demand series, so you can watch it like you do all your Netflix shows. You can binge-watch the WWE's Women's Tournament. I'm, I'm 100% fine with this. I'm fine with this, because it makes it easier to watch sometimes. Because it's no... It's, and the plan will be to do a live finale, so th- there will be an episode that's live. But right off the bat, if you want to put it up there, and you, all, you can all have to watch it at a certain point. You can watch it whenever you want. I'm totally cool with that. I like that they're getting into the whole binge-watching thing. Yeah. Because like, they're realizing what the, their network is capable of. It's like, oh yeah, we're not going to make you wait. No, just here, have the whole thing. Have the whole thing, and then we're going to still air it, li- air it at a certain time on the network. But it'll also be available all on demand. Like, they've, they've done it with Holy Foley, where, you know, it airs at a certain time, but they also put it all up at once. So, and I think they're going to do the same thing with the UK tournament, or the UK show too, right? At the end of the month, apparently they're going to be putting up the UK show, just like that, so you can get caught up on everything, because there's going to be a match at NXT TakeOver in Chicago for the UK title, which will be Tyler... Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne. Thank you. Yes, Pete Dunne defeated Trent Seven over the weekend... In England to get the shot. Get the shot. So that should be a very, very, very good match. Now, who will be calling the UK show is a really big, interesting surprise. That's right. It was announced that, well, Nigel McGuinness is going to be calling the show with none other than good old JR. I'm looking forward to that. I hope this gives Nigel the environment that he needs. He's been a little struggling with NXT because he doesn't know all the talent. Hopefully, he knows the talent and will be in his element. It is awesome, awesome to see former guest of the show, good old J.R. Jim Ross, back to calling some WWE action, and he'll be doing so for the UK show, which is awesome. Yeah, it'll be good to kind of get his mind off things and, and get him going again. They're using one of the limited dates that they signed him for to have him come in and do this, so I think it'll be a good experience for both of them. And it'll be good for Nigel, just because, like you said, he needs to be in a very a specific environment for his calling style. And he just doesn't have that chemistry with Phillips and Watson. So hopefully he can get that with JR. And it's, he just needs to be more familiar with all the talent. And right now he's... He's still learning. He's still learning some talent. Like, the difference between him and Corey Graves, Corey Graves knew all the talent. So he was very invested in all the characters. And you could tell about just the way he talked about them. With Nigel, it's, okay, I'm showing up, I'm doing my job, I'm calling action. Right. He's not invested in the characters like Corey Grace was, so that's the biggest difference between the two. Yes. And, well, so, looking forward to that, but we need to talk about making a big difference, and we need to talk about the Blame Brands. Bones breaking. Backs cracking. 
shoulder snapping. It's this week's Injury Roundup. Brent! Dude! Dude! We don't need WTR sabotage because you just shoot yourself in the foot. I mean, my god, way to take out part of your team. What is it, like, half, or not half of his team, like a fourth of his team? Uh, one, one fifth. One fifth of his team? Damn, dude! Damn! Because these, these hurt. These are going to make a difference. You know, it has been confirmed Ember Moon is hurt. Yeah, Ember Moon is officially uh, hurt. Hashtag blame Brent. Uh, there it is. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for you to give the description of the injury before I did the, the, the bumper. Name, bumper, description. She's out with she's out with a shoulder injury. It has been confirmed she will be missing takeover. It's a separation. It's not a tear. So no surgery is going to be required. But she's still missing takeover, which sucks. It does suck. Up next, Emma. Hashtag blame Brent. She hurt her shoulder? Shoulder. In Europe, she was sent home early because of it. Um, no word on yet on whether she's required to have surgery yet. Or did that come down? No word on the state of her injury. She's still waiting. She came back from Europe. And everything's a wait and see. And well, last but not least, Roman Reigns couldn't stop him. But a bad elbow could. Braun Strowman. Hashtag blame Brent. Seems that flipping that ambulance took a toll. No. Uh, Braun Strowman is out with a injured elbow. He's having surgery on it. He should have had it probably in the last few days. He came back early from Europe as well. He's expected to be out four to eight weeks, which really, really screws up their plans for Great Balls of Fire. Because the plan was for Braun versus Brock. And well, now that's off the table, potentially, if Braun can't get back. Or if he's out longer. Braun has not had the surgery yet. Um, what are they waiting for? Well, let's think about it. He was in he was in Europe on Monday night. He had to fly back over. Probably had to go see a doctor on, on Wednesday. And now today's Thursday. So they probably scheduled it up. So it's probably either tomorrow or Monday. Because, you know, you can't just... Oh, hey, I did something. I had to eat surgery right now. That's not a... Wouldn't that be awesome, though? It would be awesome, but, you know, they have to set up the appointment and make sure you get all the medicals lined up. But, yeah, this does screw up all their plans that they had going forward because they had everything in, sort of in motion for Extreme Rules and Great Balls of Fire. So he's going to be out of Extreme Rules against the Roman Reigns. And now they're kind of switching up plans for Great Balls of Fire, which he was supposed to face Brock Lesnar, as you mentioned. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. So you take him out of action... And now you have to sort of rearrange who everyone's shooting with. There's reports that certain people are going to be fighting other people, but nothing's decided because they were talking about it today. So anything you read on the internet today is false. Just mentioning that out there right now. Although I will put my hat in the ring that I'm fine with uh, Dean versus Bray for the IC title. She is very much okay for that one because she'll want to see Bray win the Intercontinental title away from Dean Ambrose. I'd be fine with that. That would also screw up the hashtag the plan. Um... <laughs> And anything we can do to, to screw up the plan, we're going to root for. Hey, I'm doing my part. We're all doing the part to screw up the plan. Because we're jerks like that. Because we're jerks like that. So we wish everybody a speedy recovery, and hopefully they're back as soon as they can be. A couple quick notes. Triple H was inducted into the Boys and Girls Club Alumni Hall of Fame, so congratulations to him. That is big congratulations to him. And last but not least, well, we have a new show coming to the WWE Network, and it involves R-Truth, he's and he's getting a game show. Yeah, he's going to be the host of a game show on the WWE Network. They filmed a pilot back in March, and it's apparently being greenlit, so coming soon to the WWE Network will be a game show hosted by R-Truth. No idea what the game show is going to be, but it should be fun. 
nonetheless. One other quick little note. The Miz. We all know who The Miz is. He's a former guest of this show. A couple times. A couple times over. As I keep dropping names, because, you know, you can, since we're gearing up for the five years. We're, ge- we're gearing up for the five year show on June 29th. Oh, God, have we really been doing this five years? Yes, we have. So we're getting our, oh gearing, up, we're gearing up for the five-year show on June 29th. Just shamelessly promoting that one. He'll be hosting the Challenge Reunion Show this Tuesday on MTV. If everyone remembers, The Miz got his start on MTV's The Real World, and then even bigger fame was while being part of the series The Challenge on MTV. So he gets to be back for the first time in a long time. So that's going to be cool. The Challenge? Isn't that the one where you challenge the professional? Or is that something different? The, the, uh, okay. So, the challenge is the real world, it started as real world versus road rules. And so it's people from those two shows would compete. As it's gone on, you've added people from just at random regular people. You've added people from Are You the One and it's a whole MTV series. Ah. The thing coming up is you're going to take the challenge alumni, the champions, and they're going to fight the pros starting on Tuesday in a six week series in the same sort of competitions. Why is that all relevant? Because CM Punk is was one of the pros on that show. That's where he, the tie-in is. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, was like, I know he's tied into something like that. So, can we see Miz interacting with CM Punk? We'll have to see. That, hmm. that would be interesting. <laughs> Miz is only doing the reunion show for the last season of the challenge, not for the pro, pros, uh, champs versus pros. Smart, smart. But if the Miz. If, since it's already taped, like, maybe maybe the Miz showed up. It'd be awesome, but I don't. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it, but we'll have to see. So anyway, that does it for the news. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to you about the WWE Book of Lists and the NXT book. So you don't want to miss it. You're listening to the rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we'll be right back. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. Scared to rock the boat and make a mess. So I sit quietly, agree politely. Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch. From the big returns. Maybe I have one more ass kicking left in. I thought to myself. Maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. So, Brock Lesnar, not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means, Brock Lesnar, you're last. To the shocking moment. First of all, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what's up, Detroit? And the moments that leave you speechless. You know, Chris, if you're going to put something on that list, why don't you start with that terrible scarf of yours? I mean, while I'm looking at you, you can add those rinky-dink tattoos on there, your tacky little haircut, your creepy mustache, and how about those trunks, Sparkle Crotch? What? Sparkle crotch. They're sparkly. Rhinestones all over the place. Sparkle crotch. Go ahead, get it on the list. Write it down. Sparkle crotch. I'm going to say this one time. I am not sparkle crotch. 
It's The Raw Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Can't catch a WTR program live? Well, we've got three easy ways for you to listen whenever you want. First, listen to the Wild Talk Radio Network on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes and search for Wild Talk Radio Network and subscribe to our feed. Secondly, download the Stitcher Radio app and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. And finally, just visit the archive section right here at wildtalkradio.com and you can download every single episode of all your favorite programs. Best of all, it's free. Keep up to date and spread the word to your friends on how you can be part of the Wild Talk Radio Network listening experience. What is the greatest Marvel character of all time? CB Radio has decided. If I've learned anything about life, it's this. Always play the hand you're dealt. My name is Gambit. And I play for kids. Too bad you don't know how to do anything but make pockets and steal candy from babies. I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly. It's the Greater Than Great Debate. Heard every Saturday night, midnight at Eastern Time on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Yes, this is Broken Not Hardy, and you are listening to The Rock radio show. Please tune in every thank you kiss. I find it absolutely wonderful. Back to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, if you're listening to us over at rackradioshow.com, wildtalkradio.com, or gerwick.net, thank you so much for joining us. And well, if you get a chance, check out fightbooth.com because they're an amazing group over there. So you got to see what they've got going on. But well, if you're just joining us, you missed the news, but you are just in time for book reviews. Yes, that's right. We, we have been sent two amazing books by two phenomenal publishers, and we're going to talk about them. Because, well, they like it when we do that. You know, they give us free stuff. We should probably talk about it, you know, rather than just take their stuff and not do anything. So... is It, it basically say, um, we basically sum this segment up as one thing. As we wait for the sound to actually load, because, you know, that'd be good. Here we go. You've got mail. We have mail. We have mail. We have mail. I have had a series of books shows up at my house <laughs> the last few weeks, and, well, we're going to talk about two of them tonight. 
because well we had to wait for two we had to wait for some of them to show up the mail is slow so first one we are going to talk about is the awesome book of lists or it should say the WWE Book of Top Tens is the official title. It's a fine retailers everywhere. And it is published by the great folks over at DK Publishing. Wonderful, wonderful people over there. If you get a chance, you know, say hi to Brian for us. Hi, Brian. You, you know the folks that put out the great, awesome WWE encyclopedia. Yes. Which is sitting on the other side of my mind. Oh. It's sitting on my coffee table. I'm looking at it. It looks beautiful on my coffee table. It's if a, you get a chance, pick that one up, too. It's a very heavy book. So it's sitting behind the monitor on the other side of the desk. It's It's a... It's a Big ass book. Now, the WWE Book of Top Tens. We've been talking about this book on CB Radio, and um, we had some. We've been having some fun with it. We going through some of the lists. We had some fun on Sunday with Russell Talk Radio, going through the list. This is an amazing book because you have lists from everywhere. You have the, you have everything from the most controversial champions to longest championship range. You have the Canadian wrestlers. You have top ten announcers, jaw dropping moments. You have everything from top ten RKOs in this book. You know, Undertaker WrestleMania matches. Right. It's like you have every little detail you could possibly think of on these lists. And some of these lists are very controversial because you would expect some other people to be on the list that are not on it. Which is, again, lists are very subjective, as we well know. Yes, as we well know. You have the top ten, uh, the feud to Ric Flair in here, the bizarre moments. It's like... You, you just slip through this book and you can find different interesting facts, like the debut, the dazzling debuts, like everything from Santino Morella to Paige is on this list. It's, it's incredible. You have the WrestleMania main events, the top ten venues that they've ever been to. Again, everything's very subjective, but you just flip through the book and you just, when you go through it, it's like, these are some awesome moments. And it's, it's like, it brings back some memories, like the managers, because we've done this list on, on the show, so I can actually go through this. It's like, there's some names you think would be on the list, but aren't. And then you go, wait, when you look at this top ten, I can't see a place for, like, the Grand Wizard or something like that, because you already have the top really great managers of all time. Miss Miss Elizabeth, Jimmy Hart, Sensational Sherry, Bobby Heenan, of course, at the top. Like, you can't do a list without Bobby Heenan. You really can't do a list without Bobby Heenan, so it's like, the list is perfect, so it's like, you look through it, and you, you, you do everything. The longest range champion, ECW. And they, the one cool one, and it's a hard visual, it's a hard list to visualize, but it's the top ten championship titles, so they have all the different belts in history, in the in top ten form. So it's like, you know what the top two are. One's Big Gold, and one's the Winged Eagle, everyone's favorite. That's what the internet loves. And you go from there. But then you see the spinner belt and the current belt and then the, the hardcore belt. Like, but then you have the WWE Championship where it was the WWF, it was the WWF Championship from 1964 on here. It's like, wow. So just going through this whole book, it brings back a lot of memories, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about these type of books. It's, it brings back memories from when you started watching when you were younger. You bring, you look through some of the match lists. It's like, oh, I remember that match. Oh, I remember that moment. So it's really cool to see. I love books like this. So if you're a fan of WWE, fan of wrestling, go out and get the WWE book of Top Tens. It's an awesome book. It came out on Tuesday, so it's available now and to find bookstores everywhere. Thanks to DK Publishing for allowing us to sample this book. It's awesome. Going to have some more fun with it going forward because it's fun to challenge people. Say, hey, can you name the top ten of this? And they're like, after first three or four, it's like, hmm, hmm, I'm not really sure. So it's an awesome book. You can challenge your friends with it, have some fun, get the WWE book of Top 10, available now from DK Publishing. 
Yes, I just want to talk about the layout and real quick because you know I'm the layout nerd. Um, I love the color. I love how they used all the photos and just the way that they put it all together. It's a really bright, awesome, happy book. So yeah, go pick it up. Find retailers everywhere, and of course online as well. So congratulations, DK. Thank you so much for sending this to us. Up next, the book that there everybody's talking about: the future is now. NXT sent to us by the very, very fine people over at ACW Press. They sent us the the next installment, which is the NXT book. This is a beautiful, beautiful book. Absolutely beautiful. Full color photos uh, from starting from the very inception of NXT all the way to the current era. It's a comprehensive history of NXT as told by the NXT superstars. You get a real good... Um, this Again, this is a really good book in terms of a story. It gives you history. You hear from everyone from Bray Wyatt to, to uh, Sami Zayn to Kevin Owens, Bailey. You get to hear from a lot of different superstars who had their WWE starts on NXT. And it was what it, what's cool about it is it gives you the transition from when it was FCW, and then it becomes the transition then into NXT as it is today. You go from the little warehouse down in in, FC, in Florida to the big performance center. It's all documented in this book. You get Hunter talking about it. You have a whole bunch of other people, Finn Balor talking about it. You just get to hear the whole process, the transformation of NXT, which makes this book a really good read. And the insight from the different wrestlers is what really is cool about this book. Yeah, I, you know, me being a Bray Wyatt fan, I, let, I keyed into the Bray Wyatt stories quite a bit. I love the one where he talks about how in the early days of the uh, persona, Dusty Rhodes sent him to jury duty as Bray Wyatt. Right? I would have paid money to be in that room. Oh my god, can you imagine? And he went in. Full gimmick. Whole thing. Hat, shirt, pants. The the whole shebang walked in to jury duty. Can you imagine? Because you have to immerse yourself into the character. And that's when you're building something like that. It's like, how does the character Bray Wyatt interact with normal people outside of the wrestling world, so it's a great way to judge it. So it's like, hearing that story is like, it's really cool. And also the other other thing that I had to laugh at is they have Bray um, talking about him, his first experience on the road outside of NXT and how he's, his very first house show before he got fully called up was a house show in Salt Lake City, Utah. You want to know who was at that house show? Hmm. Me. Yeah. I was at that house show. I remember seeing Bray Wyatt and his god awful bright orange pants at that show before he ever got called up. And I felt so bad reading that because he's like, nobody reacted. Nobody did anything. And that's 100% true. We were silent as a pin because we had no idea who this crazy dude was beyond he was super flexible. Because he is. He is super flexible. But hopefully, because I may never get to say to him, Bray, not that you're ever going to hear this, but I didn't know who you were, but I walked out a fan of the show that night, so or I walked out as a fan that night from the show, so hopefully that somehow gets to you and that makes you feel better, or you, I get to say it to you someday, but yeah, so I just, I had to laugh at that, though, because he specifically points out that show in Salt Lake, and then he goes to Canada and everybody knows who he is, and he says that's basically the effect of NXT being available on TV outside of the U.S. or available on Hulu outside of the U.S. is 
they saw how putting it out there had gotten them attention and had built a fan base. And so they started to see that groundswell before they ever got NXT on the network. And then once they got NXT on the network, it just took off. Everything took off from there. To go back to the um, Jordan news story, when Husky Harris failed on the main roster, he went all in with the Y persona. I was going to jury duty in my hometown, and Dusty made me go to jury, 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 jury duty as Bright, Wyatt says. Dusty told me, this is the perfect exercise. Become Bright. I literally went to jury duty as Bright Wyatt. I was so immersed in the character that I didn't break once. Obviously, I didn't get picked for jury duty, but I had the white pants, Hawaiian shirt, the whole nine yards. There were no fragments of Husky Harris. Husky Harris was dead, and he was to stay dead. I was Bray Wyatt. We were one. It's cool that you get to hear that that was the moment that he really became, you know, who he is today. It's really it was cool. jury duty that did it. It is really cool that it was jury duty that, that did it. But yeah, you you talk about the, the different stories and the moments and things. You get to hear from everybody, the trainers, William Regal and all this stuff. It's like how they've seen the people progress and go from there. And I really enjoy it. And what makes this book so awesome? Because it goes along with what WWE is doing on the WWE Network right now. Because they just put up in the last month or so. The, yeah, the, the, all the, the NXTs. All the NXTs from when this, the day, the start of this book, from 2012, when they first became, they broke away from being the NXT reality show to NXT. And it's like, you can read this book like I did, and then you can watch it, it, it all unfold from the beginning, which is really cool. So this is a great companion book to the WWE Network, which is awesome. So, thanks to um, ECW Press for giving us this book. It's amazing. There's a written review on wildtalkradio.com right now. This is the audio review of it. It's an awesome book. Everyone go out and check it. It's available now at bookstores everywhere. It's from the phone folks at ECW Press. Go to ecwpress.com for more. And also, the foreword's written by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, and like we said, Bray Wyatt's not the only one that's in here. They, I think they talked to Tyler Breeze. I know they talked to Seth Rollins. Like, they talked to a bunch of the people in NXT. They talked to Bailey, Charlotte. So, you know, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's the evolution of NXT in their own words. So everybody that was a major part of NXT that helped to become what it is, they're in this book. So definitely pick it up. It's worth a read. It's really entertaining. And it's just a really beautiful book. I mean, it's like just the pictures alone and the way that they've done it. It's just really, really, really nice. I mean, it's like they, it, it's full color photos with captions and, and everything. It's just, it's awesome. I love it. It's so pretty. It's an it's amazing, pretty book. It's, it's awesome. And it even has the new book smell. It still has the new book smell. Yes. It still has the new book smell. Yes, yes, it does. So anyway, that does it for us. So once again, go pick up the features now NXT and the WWE Book of Top Tens at your fine booksellers everywhere. But I say we say take our second and final break of the evening. What do you think? It's a good idea. So when we come back, we're going to be doing your favorite segments, Tweet of the Week, SmackDown Throwdown, and NXT Rundown, so you don't want to miss it. You're listening to Rackley here on WildTalkRadio.com. We'll be right back.
The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay-per-view. Join Wrestle Talk Radio every Sunday night live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Do you feel a little bit empty inside after the rack goes off the air on Thursday nights? Well, don't fret, because the rack has a little something extra for you in the form of the rack extra. Join us as we review the weekly happenings with your favorite total divas. From start to finish, we give you our reactions to all the relationship drama, the infighting, and all the trips to the plastic surgeon's office. Join us as we get all up in that Kool-Aid of the Total Divas with the Rack Extra. Weekly, right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Trust me, it's simply thebomb.com. Tuesday night, step inside the virtual realm with WTR Sims. It's boots to asses time. Watch as your favorite WTR personalities battle it out to find out which one truly is the best. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Watch it live Tuesday nights, 11.30 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash rack radio show. Or on demand at youtube.com slash rack radio show. Tuesday nights will never be the same again with WTR Sims. Out and about when your favorite WTR program is on the air. Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can listen to WTR on the go with TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app for your Android or iPhone, iPad or tablet, and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. Best of all, it's free. What are you waiting for? Download the TuneIn Radio app today. Tune in to WTR, wherever you are. (laughs) I don't care what y'all say. Celebrating five years of the award-winning The Rack. I'm super excited. Oh, my gosh. It was, you know, I mean, the call was like, oh, my God, seriously? <laughs> That's my first reaction. But, um, no, I mean, I'm absolutely honored. Um, I kind of keep saying this, but I keep that, like, you know, I'm like, well, it, was, it feels like a little bit too soon. But then I realized I have been retired for seven years. I don't know. I think I have such an active um, role in the company at this moment that I don't feel like I've been away from it from that long, you know. And um, But I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm very honored. And, it, and when I heard the, you know, the, the class this year, it's just like, wow. Wow, I'm just blown away, and as a fan, I'm, I'm absolutely like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tickled. I think it's just amazing. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to that weekend. I was gonna say that's got to be awesome, you know, as far as going in with like Bruno San Martino and Nick Foley and all those names. It's like, wow, that's that's really cool. This year it seems like it's gonna be a really exciting class. It's pretty epic, you know. It's kind of like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, like. And I mean, I'm, I know usually these events go about three hours long, so it'll be interesting to see, like, okay, better get that speech nice and tight because uh, there's going to be some stories told that night for sure. Yeah. Uh, have you got it? I guess you don't have it ready yet. You're still kind of working on it. I'm, I've got my notes jotted down. I think I, um, you know, I think over the years, there's a, there's a clear, distinct list for me of people that um, have 
really impacted my career. Um, and so what's going to be interesting is sort of now fine-tuning it to make it in a short speech and making sure I don't leave out people. And uh, that's always a big fear is you think, oh, God, did I not mention them? Or do I mention them? Or will I have time to mention them? So, um, you know, this is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like at the Oscars of, of, of the wrestling world, right? So you always hear how, you know, clubs talk about that that moment. And, and I'm kind of going through the same thing. So I just want to make sure that... You know, everybody knows how appreciative, appreciative um, I am of, of the help I've got along the way, and um, it's a big moment. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Join us June 29th for the celebration at 10 p.m. Eastern, only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Hey, this is Gail Kim TNA Knockout, and you're listening to the Rack Radio Show. Here on WildTalkRadio.com, brought to you by friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, if you're listening to us over at WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com, or Gerwick.net, thank you so much for joining us. If you get a second, check out the fine folks over at FightBoot.com. They've got some amazing content over there, including us. Because, well, we're awesome like that. And if you're just joining us, you missed the news, you missed the two great book reviews, but you're just in time for Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter Until I found Twitter Oh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting No more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure Let's see how many of Rock's tweets I can steal this week. So Jared Folliwill, I think that's how you say his name, made a little bit of a faux pas where he stepped in it and tweeted out the following, Hey adults, let's maybe not watch professional wrestling, you know? To which he got absolutely roasted. I just took two of them because, well, I thought they were funny. Biggie replied with, don't play with my money. And Austin Creed Xavier Woods replied with, I don't think Young Fallwill knows what he speaks. Her wrestling is the best thing ever, but I'm sure y'all have educated him already. Trent Seven, fight me Killian Dane. My hair is incredible here. And it's a picture of Killian Dane and Trent Seven with Trent doing a hair flip. And his hair is pretty incredible there. <laughs> Mount Hardy tweeted out, what a tantalizing song. It's dedicated to Seamus and Cesaro. They'll fade away and classify themselves as obsolete. Obsolete? To which Seamus replies, you will pay dearly for turning one of my precious gingerites against me with your broken sorcery. Hashtag crap song. Cesaro back home in Sw- back home in Switzerland, where Seamus 
And Seamus replies, in the bar, Hideo Tommy. Chicago is the perfect city to hit my go-to-sleep. One. Shots fired! I love Sassy Hideo so much. Cesaro just found out Seamus likes Lionel Richie. Say you shamey! Seamus probably just found out Cesaro likes Ricky Martin. Cesaro, live in La Vida Loca. And Cesaro replies, that's not even clever. Seamus sends a gift, can't get better, with Ricky Martin. And Cesaro tweets, Seamus is pleased with himself coming up with that response. And it's a picture of Seamus looking at his phone, smiling. They're literally sitting next to each other doing this. I just, I can't with them. Yeah. To which Seamus corresponds with his picture of Cesaro, who's sitting next to him, and goes, Long socks with shorts and trainers, sack the stylist, old man fashion. And he makes sure to get a nice zoom in on the socks and Cesaro's hairy legs. That's all I have. The co- I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Dakota tweeted Renee Young, why are you whoring your dog for money? Renee goes, because I'm tired of whoring myself. He's got a longer l- longer shelf life than me. Hashtag told he was. It's not a lie. Keep it faster. No one is cheering Kalisto because they're scared for him. Just leave Kalisto. Yep. Edge. This Friday on the ENC pod is Chokeslam Palooza with the big red machine, Kane. Glenn Jacobs. My get. He, ha- he hates Jay. A.K.A. Christian. Of course he does. Uh, keep it faster. Luke Harper vs. Eric Rowan. The winner gets to open a brewery in Williamsburg. Hashtag SmackDown Life. Samoa Joe. I run this. Oni Lorkin. My mother said I should knock you out. Joe replied, you literally have no idea who your real mother is. I've spoken with your father. He has confirmed. That's all I got. All right. Well, let's do the SmackDown Throwdown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's SmackDown Throwdown. Yes! 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 When they're in Europe, it's really hard to get tweets. Yeah, it is. It's really, really hard, but that's okay. Because we have SmackDown. Oh, SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. This show was a hot mess. Yeah, it was a really hot mess. You got to see Eric Rowan get a win? Which was really shocking. They did Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan. And I think the one thing that irritated me about this was it's like, neither one of them have really been on TV much. And they haven't been pushed over really hard since they finally split the Wyatt family and they severed the tie by moving Bray to Raw. Um, they never really did any follow-up between Luke and Randy, right? Luke's been off TV for several weeks. So you bring Eric and Luke out. And I get they're trying to push Eric Rowan, and I am 100% behind them pushing Eric Rowan. But I don't like the fact that they're like, oh, well, Eric's still a member of the Wyatt family. He's doing Bray's betting. How can he do Bray's betting if Bray's on Raw? Like, kind of the whole point of Eric doing Bray's betting is Bray has to be there to see it. That's the general concept of it. But okay, all right, sure. Yeah, Eric's still doing Bray's bidding. And you know, it's, I don't know, this just, this did not strike the right chord with me. The match was fine, but it's the way the analysis were putting it over that it just bothered me a lot. You had Eric talking to the mask, the ref poked the mask, he poked Luke in the eye, and then hit his finish. Maybe we'll get a rematch at Backlash? I think that's where they're going with this at some point is to do the rematch between them at Backlash. I'd rather see the two of them come together. Honestly, because it's like they're not under Bray's control anymore. And this is the thing I will say the one thing that I liked is the announcers were like, oh, God, Eric Rowan doesn't have anybody to control him. He's on his own. And they were terrified of that prospect, which they really should be. Because mm-hmm. Lord knows what Eric gets up to in the dark of the night. So we, we've seen the YouTube videos. We've seen the YouTube videos. We know what he gets up to. You should be terrified. And then on a positive, the Fashion Police London Edition. This was amazing. 
again, don't understand why the Ascension were in a broom closet, grunting and dang- and jingling a chain, but okay. I, I have no word for them in a broom closet, painted up, pulling on a chain together and grunting. I have no words, but I thought Tyler Breeze and, and Fandango were hysterical together. That making their own sound effects is what makes this sick. They also had their own tape, which Lindsay called ribbon, but it was the tape they used, like the, cro- the caution tape. That says Fashion Police on it. It was awesome. They are knocking it out of the park with these promos. They also beat the Ascension in a tag match, which was a good win for them. I like that they're they're keep they're taking them seriously, but they're keeping the core of the gimmick, which is it's not meant to be anything really overly serious, but they're having them be serious about the titles. The the wind. What do they call London? The Foggy Apple. The Foggy Apple, because it's the Windy Apple in, in Chicago. Yes, it's the Windy Apple in Chicago. I like that yeah. we're actually getting to experience the Fashion Police gimmick, because we haven't. Yeah, it's something that I think they came up with on their own, and they've been kind of doing it. But they haven't really, it hasn't made its way to television, so we haven't really gotten it. Now we're getting it, and it, it's, it's hysterical, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. So that was a positive. I love this. I thought it was great. My only complaint... Are we going to talk about later? Or wait, we are talking about later. Is it beat the Ascension? Um, is when you have the Usos come out... Well, that was where I was getting to. You have the positive, then you have the Uso promo, which was the negative. You know, I love J- John Jay, or Jimmy and Jay, and I think they're great. This was... they were. It felt like they were trying to do Enzo and Cass's thing, and it just didn't work. Because the guy kept going, 12 days! 12 days! 12 days. It's like, dude, shut up. I don't understand who the Usos are anymore. I don't. Well, Tuesday they were trying to be in Zone Cast. And before that? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's hard to. Fi- like, when they talk on Talking Smack, I understand them. When they give them a live mic on, on SmackDown, I don't get them. So it's like, just let them be the people they are on Talking Smack, who they normally are, and then they, they go way over the top on SmackDown. I, I don't. I don't buy them as the top heels. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like, if you're going to have them be the top heels, have them be the top heels. If you're going to have them do some sort of comedy babyface thing, do that. I don't, I don't know. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. Oh my god, the mini donkey on the Twitter, or on the uh, Instagram. <gasps> He's so cute! And what's that Instagram? Rack Radio Show. There you go. Uh, then Jinder Mahal pinned Randy Orton in a six-man tag. They're trying. They're trying. You know, having Jinder Mahal get a win over Randy Orton, I'm okay with this. They're trying to build him. I mean, they're continuing to build the feud between Randy and Jinder. They're doing their best, so we'll see how it goes. But I just saw something. I have to interrupt. And we can talk a little bit more about it in NXT, but just picture this. Andrade C and Almas. And, uh... Billy Kay. Yeah, I saw that. And Peyton Royce, all together. I kind of need this in my life. The iconic trio. The iconic trio. Anyway. Getting back to SmackDown. Speaking of women, you had Charlotte and, uh, Charlotte, it was Becky versus Natty. Charlotte and Naomi were still seeing eye to eye. Natty beat Becky Lynch, because, you know, she's the heart, so she had to win. And they set up a six, six woman tag at the pay per view, and, I don't know. Charlotte still seems to be healed. They're kind of teasing where which side Charlotte's on, where, you know, is she going to betray them? Is she going to stand with them? Nobody really knows. So it's one of those things. I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this whole thing. They're building this Charlotte versus Naomi, which I, you, we all can, can see. I don't, I don't know. I like Charlotte's heel, so seeing her trying to become a babyface is kind of hard for me. I think she'd be a good tweener. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I have to see where this goes before I I, I decide whether I like it or hate it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, for me, it's... Um, I'm kind of on the fence about Charlotte, but at the same time, I want to see what they do with it. I guess. Because you technically have the welcoming committee, and they're supposed to be the top heels. They're making them the top heels, so it stands to reason that Becky, Naomi, and Charlotte should be the top faces. Mm-hmm. But if you have Charlotte become the top heel, then that doesn't make any sense. No. Because I think what this is supposed to do is build Natty. I guess. I mean, that's... Natty's the leader, so I think they're building Natty to be the top heel on SmackDown. Well, they have no other choice at this point, because there really isn't anyone else. And then... And then... Well, I have some exclusive audio of our next segment. We're going to take a listen to what Dolph Ziggler had to say on SmackDown Live. Here we go. This audio you haven't heard anywhere else about what he said on SmackDown Live. Pretty accurate. <laughs> pity me, pity me, pity me. Shinsuke wants to knock him out. Shinsuke told him to shut up. Agreed, Shinsuke. Agreed. And then he was more pity crying on Talking Smack. He has no catchphrase or no t-shirt. But what was he wearing? A t-shirt with his catchphrase on it. Just pointing that out. That was SmackDown. That was SmackDown. Let's do NXT. It's time for this week's edition of the NXT Rundown. So, NXT opens with the mysterious, the amazing, the terrifying Mr. Black. He had Alistair Black take on some unknown generic wrestler A sort of jobber guy. He came out, he did his full entrance. He was epic. I personally, I am highly, highly into Aleister Black. I think the character's great. I think the look is great. The whole concept around him. I like that he's he's kind of doing this occult thing, but he's not super into it where he's standing over a, a cauldron ca- casting spells and everything like that. So I really, really, really like that about him. The match itself was just, you know, a match. He won with the black mass where it was like a three minute match, squash match, but you know, it worked, at least for me. We got to see him kick some dude's head off. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. T- and he's Go ahead. Sorry. And he's gotten better with the black mass. The the kick is getting better. The kick is getting a lot better. This was a more competitive squash match than the first couple. The actual dude got some offense in. So you get to see him do a little bit more. It's a slow build with Alistair Black. I'm kind of digging it. I really like the character. He has potential. He has potential to be something on, on um, NXT. He's not ready for the main roster because that, that's a while away. But you're okay. You have plenty of time. So it's... You're getting there. Yeah. Can I tell you? What, okay, go ahead. This is gonna sound awful, but he's like he—he's almost kind of what Baron Corbin could have been. Yeah. So can I tell you my favorite part of the show? Hmm. Nikki Cross. Oh my god! Oh my god! That little Scottish fruitcake. Holy crap! I love her. I—I I can do without the rest of Sanity. Nikki Cross is my jam. Like they did—they played us on Ember Moon, how she's out of match, and the whole vignette on Ruby Riot and. Which was really well done to give an actual story of who she is. And then they have a sit-down interview with Nikki Cross. And the dude's trying to put the microphone on her. And he's like, nope. She's like, nope, not gonna happen. And he beats up, she beats up the dude. And she just screams for Ruby. And they keep asking her her questions. Where's Ruby? Where's Asuka? And she, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Her craziness, was- her craziness was full on display. 
She was batting at the microphone like a cat. She was hopping up in the chair, all happy. You know, she gets up, she walks like right up onto the camera. She's cutting her promo. You know, it was just, it. I love, love how she's doing this. It's awesome. And I like that they're splitting her out on her own. Mm-hmm. It works. It totally works. Because you can always put her back with the rest of the group. And and she is. She's not really split, but she's... But she's getting... She's going into the women's division, which is where she needs to be. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they can dominate the men's division. She needs to go in the women's division, She and she has to do that alone. It's like, you can't have Eric and the boys out there with her during the women's matches, because there's not a whole lot they're really allowed to do. They can terrorize. That's about it. So it's like, to have her go out there and do it on her own, and be on her own, and beat up these women is exactly what you need because it establishes her and it makes her look like a threat. Which she is. Oh yeah, and she is. Um, we had Drew McIntyre, he was cutting a promo and then, hey, out of nowhere, Wesley Blake showed up. He's back. They found him. Yay. He's back. They're going to have a match next week. We had a promo for the Velveteen Dream. Okay. Which is Patrick Clark, but... I'm just going to tell everybody right now. It's an experience! It's an experience. DIY came out and said they want title shot. They were interrupted by Riddick Moth and Tito, Tino Sabatelli, who you might remember from the WWE Network series Break, Breaking Ground. He was on that. So they had a match. Gargano, Chiapa won. Briegel came out after the match and announced that they are in line for a tag team title match. It'll happen at NXT TakeOver. The Authors of Pain were out there as well. And it is a ladder match at NXT TakeOver. I'm cool with this. I'm fine with this. I'm, t- I'm totally cool with this. The authors of pain were not happy about being put in a ladder match, and neither was Paul Ellerling. Because now these big dudes have to climb a ladder. Which will be interesting. We now have a promo program between Andrade Cien Almas and Cassius Zono, which will happen next week. Should be interesting. And then we had uh, the announcement that we mentioned earlier that it will be Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne for the uh, WWE UK Championship at NXT TakeOver. But then we have the really big main event. I just want to say Bate versus Dunne is going to be good. Should be really good. We have the main event. It is Hideo Tommy Roderick Strong. These two men had a really good match. This should have been on TakeOver. This really should have been on a takeover. It was that quality of a match, but you wouldn't expect anything less from these two. I mean, this was so good. It was great to see Hideo Itami have a really good match. It was great to see Hideo Itami wrestle, because it feels like it's been forever since we've really seen him got to like, strut his stuff and wrestle. And this was a great showcase for him. Roderick Strong was amazing in this one. The documentaries, that they helped them really build it up, so you got the crowd in the wild. This was really good. I enjoyed it. Hideo Tommy is the number one contender, so it'll be Hideo Tommy versus Bobby Roode at NXT TakeOver Chicago. But yeah, these two had a hell of a match. It was, again, really good to see Hideo Tommy be Hideo Tommy. He had the GTS for the win. I thought it was really good. This was excellent. It's just nice to see Hideo healthy. It's really nice to see him healthy and get back in the ring and be able to do what he does. Because it's been forever. It really has been forever. And if you think about it, Hideo's actually been down there for about two years, going on three at this point, and he's been hurt the majority of it. So he, it's like, when he really should have been up on the main roster a while ago, he's just now getting to the point of where he was when he first came in. Yeah. Which has got to be frustrating as hell for him. Because he's had to sit on the sidelines and watch all his friends go up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, think about it. Shinsuke was there. 
the entire time he was hurt. Think about that. The entire time he was hurt. And you know he was sitting on the sidelines like, damn it. And they never crossed paths once. Nope. Which I'm okay with because they could do that on the main roster. Oh, yeah. That's a SummerSlam match or a WrestleMania match or something right there, which I'm fine with. Totally fine with. But I thought NXT was a really good show this week. It, they're building to TakeOver, which is a week from Saturday. Yeah, they're doing a really good job with TakeOver. Side note, I, I'm kind of curious about the whole UK Championship thing, because as we all know, Trent and Tyler and Pete are friends-ish acquaintances. Is Trent going to be the dad friend sitting in the crowd yelling at them every time they hit each other? Probably. Okay. Probably. Just, just you know, making sure. That'll be a thing. Which means next week here on The Rack, we're going to preview NXT TakeOver Chicago. But that's it for us tonight. That's it for us tonight. Short show this week because we have no pay-per-views. Yay! But we have two previews next week. Yes, yes we do. So it's it's back to business as usual next week, but we're going to give you guys a little break and not have to put up with us for too long tonight. So, well, you got plugs to do. So do your plugs. Saturday Night Midnight is it's TV Rated, the weird, the wacky, the unusual. Say what? The greater than great debate TV theme songs, which is causing some controversy already. And so much more. It's TV Rated Saturday Night Midnight. It's TV Rated Live on Facebook, Twitter, and .com. Hashtag Blame Rob with every night. Sunday Night is Russell Talk Radio with Tim Stein, Heartbreak Mike, and the Omega 10 p.m. Eastern at WTR Sunday on the Facebook and Twitter. They'll preview Backlash. One night is raw post eleven ten p.m. Eastern. Tuesday nights twitch.tv slash radio show for WTR Sims. And we'll be back next Thursday night to preview Backlash, to preview NXT Takeover Chicago with all the news, some SmackDown thrown in there as well. It's Rack Radio Show on the Twitters, the Facebooks, the dot coms, the YouTubes, the iTunes, the Stitchers, the Google Plays, all that fun stuff. Remember to get check out the Rack Extra Total Diva Season 6, Episode 16, the season finale. Now, Bill Bell at WildTalkRadio.com and RackRadioShow.com at WildTalkRadio on the Facebook or, or on the Twitter, Facebook.com slash WildTalkRadio Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Linsward, L-I-N-S-W-R-D. You can go to my website, PsychWarDesigns.com. If you'd like my artwork, if you'd like to view my artwork, it is available for viewing pleasure at Behance.net slash Linsward, same as the Twitters. And don't forget to check out our amazing, awesome, fine sponsors, Gerwick.net, FightBooth.com, Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. So for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com and RackRadioShow.com, and we will see you next week. Bye! Talkradio.com.